Hi, my name is Brielle, and welcome to episode three, season two of The Survivor Show. Um, I just finished watching the um, last episode, or the third episode, of season 44 of Survivor, and once again, it did not disappoint. Um, I guess I'll just start with, you know, the beginning, I would say, um, 30 minutes of the show, because I was actually watching, you know, the uh, time stamp at the bottom and it was a solid 30 minutes of just seeing what camp was like camp life was like before we actually got to any sort of challenge um and i definitely do want to talk a little bit about the challenge because you know there's a lot to depict there but um in regards to you know looking in on camp life and all of that i will say so i thought it was kind of interesting it, i mean okay let's be honest i mean it was like, I mean, it was, whenever you have camp life, it can, it's either, like, really good screen time, or it's just really bad, and I feel like it kind of, you know, lent towards the latter, um, for this episode, it was kind of interesting seeing some, you know, clips with Danny, and, you know, all of his, um, you know, experiences with hiding, you know, his fake hidden immunity, and all that, and, you know, Matt did a similar thing, where Jamie found his idol, and, you know, with, um, Danny's circumstance, um, I think it was, uh, Franny's, you know, friend or whatever, he, he found it, um, so, you know, I think people are really taking advantage of these, you know, fake, um, immunity idols, and whether or not, you know, those plans will come, uh, and work out for them, in the end, we'll see, you know, if, let's say Jamie uses the idol, you know, oh, it's, it's super exciting then, because, you know, she plays it, Jeff says, oh, this is not a real, um, hidden immunity idol, it's crazy, but at the same time, if she thinks it's true, let's say that Matt and Jamie do form a really good relationship, and she wants to use it and talk to him about that, what is he supposed to do? Pretend that, oh yeah, she'll be fine, when he knows she won't be, and they're working together, or does he tell her, which, in my opinion, would be a terrible move, because then she knows, okay, you just put out this hidden immunity, this fake hidden immunity idol that I found, so I've been misled the entire game, and in addition to that, I don't know you're capable of doing these things and being mischievous, so, um, really, I think that these hidden immunity idols, or these fake hidden immunity idols, either work out super great, like, for example, in Millennials versus Gen X, when, Jay played a fake hidden immunity idol that was great, and it worked out, or it can, you know, all crumble down, so it was interesting getting to see that side of camp life, um, you know, some of the other, you know, scenes, like, seeing how close Franny, um, was with, I think his name is Matt, I, I don't, see, I don't pay attention to those two, I kind of, like, zone out whenever they're there, because for me, I'm here for the strategic side of the game, not for any, you know, romance kindlings on the show, but, um, that wasn't the best part of it, you know, when they were all eating worms, like, that's great and all, um, that is what you want to do when you go on Survivor, but for me, I'm like, all right, let's get to the strategy part, and stuff like that, especially because I do think that there was a lot of strategy in this episode, um, which obviously I'll get to later, but, um, yeah, I, I will say that I do appreciate seeing camp life to a degree, 30 minutes for me is a bit excessive, um, but, you know, with that concluding and talking about camp life, because obviously there's not a lot of stuff to analyze there, I want to talk, honestly, I don't want to say a little bit, I do want to talk about the challenge and, you know, get into that, because, you know, I think there was definitely some 
or not definitely there, there was there was some physicality to it and then there was also some strategy to it there was some puzzling to it you know there was everything that kind of came into play and especially especially with the strategy that necessarily i mean let's say we had a different cast or different people working together maybe that wouldn't have come together like it did at the end and um if it doesn't make sense to you now it will in about a minute or two but um I'll say for me, from my point of view, I was extremely nervous going into, you know, this challenge, right? At least for, you know, Carson, Carolyn, Jam Jam, and um, Maddie, because, you know, this is, or Sarah, Sarah, um, this is a huge, this is a huge challenge, right? You're starting to get to the place where this will be, this episode, the fourth person will be going out, right? I mean, technically it's the third episode, but we had that meta back. So your fourth person will be going out of the game. And you're already down. You, you have a four-person tribe right now. So for those four, you don't want to get down to three. If you get down to three, firstly, I think the circumstances where tribes like that stay together and the, um, you know, the producers don't intervene in some way, like a tribe swap or an early merge, is very rare. I mean, it has happened, but like I said, it's rare that they let that continue on. Um, but, yeah, getting down to three is not good. One, because of challenges. Two, if there is a tribe swap, likely you're all going to be separated. Um, and if you're not, you know, these people, it's been proven. You can't work together, at least not in challenges. So why would you want to continue working with them? But on the other hand, you're clearly the minority. Minority. If you go to a tribe swap or a different merge or something like that, you're going to be super easy to pick off. So for them going into it, I was like, all right, y'all can't get down to three. That would be terrible. I also think that, um, a lot of the Survivor fan base, I think, personally, is underestimating that tribe a little bit because, you know, a lot of their supposed brute, brute strength is out. I think people, I mean, like I said in the last episode, y'all are just going to he- keep hearing this stuff from me. I think people are overlooking Carson a little bit. And that was said earlier in the episode, right, when Sarah was like, he is the most dangerous player everyone trusts him she even goes as far as to say i trust him the most out of everyone in the tribe which is saying a lot because she's also saying he's the most dangerous and he's the one who blindsided her i mean he was working with her and he's the one who flipped the vote in the last um, episode so he's definitely a dangerous player when it comes to strategy he knows how to do puzzles we see that i mean you know the show has shown that a couple times i think that's i think we get the point but you know with his 3d printer and all that but also, they did do that segment a little bit before, I think in, like, the first or second episode, um, and him talking about, you know, going to the gym and, you know, having to, I don't want to say buff up, but, you know, work out and, you know, build his strength before coming on to Survivor. So I do think that he has some strength, and for someone to have strength and, you know, a puzzle kind of mind, I think that will help out that tribe, and it did. Um, not to the extent that you'd believe, but, you know... In some way, it helped out, um, but, and then we were surprised to see, you know, the winner. So before I, you know, go into who won, let's talk about getting up to the puzzle, right? It's this huge challenge. They're in the water. The water part of the challenge honestly seems pretty even, right? I mean, yes, you know, the Carson's tribe, I'm just going to say Carson's tribe at this point, um, was falling behind a little bit, um, and that's, I guess, to be expected with four people, to be honest. Like, let's be honest, that, that, that you know, box or cube looks pretty heavy and pretty big. So if you have four people versus, or I, I mean, I guess a lot of people had four. But if, if, if you have that size people working on that, it's not going to go, 
as great. Um, but, you know, it, in the water, to be honest, yes, I think it was a little bit even, even if Jeff kept saying, you know, this child's falling behind, blah, blah, blah. Um, it started getting interesting when we got to the sand part, because while they were all, you know, at the sand at the same time, the camera cut to Matt going like, oh my god, guys, my shoulder, my shoulder, and I'm sitting there like, firstly, I couldn't watch. Anytime they cut back to that tribe for the rest of the challenge, I was just turning my eyes away, because I didn't know if any point his, you know, shoulder was going to explode or something, okay? The medevacs and the medical issues in two episodes, look, I don't want to see anything medical related at all anymore. I'm good. Um, so any single time I saw that tribe again, after hearing him yell out about his shoulder, I was looking away, but I was freaking out when he was saying that. I was like, come on. I saw you in the first 30 minutes of this episode with a sling. You already competed in the last challenge, which, okay, fine. I guess I can get on board with, you know, you practice that a lot. I understand why you wanted to do that, but you have people from your tribe sitting out. Why would you not let those, you know, players, you know, try out this challenge so you can rest your shoulder? And look, I get the appeal, you know, to playing in Survivor, you know, getting in there, doing these challenges, you dream of this. But if you want to keep dreaming and keep living out your dream, you, you might want to rest your shoulder. Because if your shoulder goes out, first you're going to be seen as, firstly, you could be taken out of the game, right? If it gets bad enough. But secondly, if your shoulder continues to deteriorate, your tribe is going to see you as a liability, which obviously is not good. So I, I didn't understand the point of him playing this week in this challenge. I think he really should have sat out. I, I'm assuming that he probably, you know, re-aggravated or aggravated uh, even more intensely his shoulder, which is not good. And to be honest, I really do like Matt. I think he really deserves to be out there. He looks like he's having a great time. I just Wish he was a little bit smarter about what he was doing, at least with his physical situation, you know? But um, that obviously appeared, and oh, when he was going under that beam, too, under, I was like, oh, God, please don't dislocate it again. Oh, man, it was just not good. Um, if any of you felt that way watching that, too, you know, definitely comment or something like that. Um, and let me know. Let me know that you agree with me, because I really could not watch that. Um, but towards the... The end of the challenge, for me at least, was the most exciting, right? Because that's the puzzle part. I always feel inclined to, you know, get more excited when it comes to the puzzles because really anybody can win a puzzle. Or not win, but, you know, complete a puzzle before anyone else. And the puzzles are always when it either gets the gap between finishing a puzzle is either super large, like the the other tribe is not going to finish. Like, they're just not. Or it's like a millisecond. And it was a ladder in this case, you know, the Ratsu tribe, I believe, um, they were the ones who won the challenge first. They had the four boxes stacked up, and in this part of the challenge, you had a, you had four cubes, and you had to stack them up in a column, and on each, you know, column on each side, because it was three-dimensional, you would have the four different colors, green, red, yellow, and blue, and there couldn't, it, the colors couldn't be repeated. So, you know, watching that was, really fun and they have done this tra this challenge before but then when they got it okay jeff's like all right y'all got it and they just left it up there look i don't know if you know producers are like you can't kick it down i don't see them saying you can't kick it down i don't understand why that tribe would not just go up and knock it all down because look fine i guess they don't want to create create enemies with the other tribes but like Come on, you're giving them a free pass. Like, as soon as they did that, I mean, Carson was the first one to say, you know, let's go look over. Jam Jam was a little apprehensive, like, I don't know if I should do that, blah, blah, blah. Which, come on, Jam Jam, you see a survivor, you know, 
you're allowed to do it. Everything's fair and I was going to say love and war, but really anything's fair and survival. Let's, let's be honest. But, you know, um, the other tribe is the first one to, you know, go over, look and see what's going on. And Carson at this point is like, let's go. Let's go look. And Jam Jam reluctantly follows. Um, but really for the remainder of the challenge, both of the remaining tribes are just going back, looking at this, um, column of cubes and seeing what they're doing wrong. And, um, finally it seems that both tribes get it, but, um, Carson's team and Car- Carson and Jam Jam are, are a little further along, end up solving the puzzle, um, getting second place, leaving the only tribe who has not been to tribal council to lose this week, which is, you know, interesting, which, um, I'll get into a little bit in, in about a minute, honestly, but I think it was really interesting. I was really glad for, you know, Carson and Carolyn and Jam Jam and Sarah, because like I said before, I didn't want them to drop to three. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely, that was a challenge. Um, and, you know, they got a toolkit and some fruit out of it. Super cool reward immunity. I do like when we get later on in the season when it's like you have one challenge that's strictly for reward, one that's strictly for immunity, because one, you get extra challenges out of it. The challenges are, okay, they're not my favorite part. I, I do like tribal council and the strategy, but like they're one, they're most people's favorite part of the episode, the challenges, but also just, you know, allows for more collaboration and, Stuff like that, but I understand why for now they can only do one challenge, reward, and immunity. But, uh, yeah, so, now that the challenge is concluded, we go to, um, the tribe who has not lost. So, this is the tribe with, um, Danny, Claire, I'm gonna try to remember everyone, but I don't know if I will. Danny, Claire, Heidi, Franny, um, Franny's, you know, quote-unquote boyfriend, um, Josh, I think that's everyone, it should be, if not, you know, sorry if I missed you, but, um, you know, it's them, and, you know, you would assume that, right, Matt, or, or, I don't know if his name's Matt, but Franny, or, you know, her strong science member, I, I would assume they'd be on the chopping block, right, you know, they're clearly a duo, their names don't even come up. People are like, oh, well, now that we know that he has the hidden immunity title, let's not go after him. It's fine. Which, by the way, I still don't understand that reasoning. Because, one, he only has one hidden immunity idol. He, he has one. He can only play it on one person. So why not just throw all the votes on likely Franny because he's not going to use it on her, he's gonna use it on him, especially at the beginning of the game. People really get risky with their hidden immunity idols later on the bl- later on the game. You know, I'll play it for you. I'll play it for you. At the beginning of the game, people are so excited to be there. There's no way they would ever give up their hidden immunity idol. So, to split that duo up, I don't know why they wouldn't have just voted out Franny. But you know, to each strategist their own, I guess. But um, it turns out that people want to go after Claire. So. And the, and the reason they want to go after Claire is because Claire hasn't participated in any of the challenges, right? And so I, I guess I see both sides to this. One, I understand, you know, Danny's argument. He, he wants Claire out. Like, she hasn't competed. There's a camaraderie that comes out when you're, you know, fighting and trying to win a challenge, right? And she hasn't been a part of that. At the same time, I do feel like the tribe was trying not to push her out, but, like, they were like, all right, Claire, you just sit out because they knew that she would. And I feel like she kind of got steamrolled a little bit in those conversations, you know, talking about who's going to sit out, you know. Um, 
and on one hand, I'm like, all right, look, you're on Survivor. You need to be able to, you know, speak up. And this is your one chance to play a game like this. Don't let them speak over you. If you want to play, you you play. Um, at the same time, I feel like painting the target on her because she didn't play because y'all didn't want her to play is a little bit not fair to her. I mean, like I said earlier in the episode, all is fair, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know how exactly I feel about that. But that was, you know, Danny. And Danny, you know, rallied the troops. And he's like, all right, guys, we got to get, you know, Claire out. Which is also still surprising because I think it was last episode where he was like, I don't know how I feel about, you know, Franny and this duo that's going on. But whatever. And then Franny starts talking. She's like, I don't know if I want Claire to go. I have a pretty good relationship with her. Why would I try to get out a close ally when I could get out Josh? for example, and Josh's name has not come up at all until, you know, this episode, but she's like, I don't really trust him, and why are we basing our decisions based off of challenges when, apart from this one, we have been, you know, we've been winning, we don't know how, you know, Clara will perform, she could be the best, the, the biggest challenge beast of all, and I think that trust is a stronger strength than, you know, like, uh, strength in terms of the physical sense, right, so, she tries to, or she informs Claire of what's going on. She's like, all right, us two, Danny and Josh will obviously vote together. Her um, boyfriend or whatever doesn't have a vote, which means that the last person remaining who can vote is Heidi. So they need to get Heidi on their side. The rest of the night, Heidi is wavering between both sides. On one hand, for her, she's like, all right, I don't really trust Josh either. I would like to get him out. But at the same time, Heidi's closest ally is um Danny and she doesn't really want to go against Danny because you know Danny's working with Josh so she's in a difficult position Heidi is freaking out her paranoia is really getting to her I, I mean I don't know if it's paranoia if what's about to happen is true but you know her paranoia is there and they go to tribal council and Jeff is really asking Claire the questions you know do you think this will come into play like you know you're not playing and she's also you know, when Josh makes a comment about this being the first time they're really playing the game with Tribal Council Lumi, she's like, nope, not true. We've all been playing since we landed on the sand. And that was a little, you know, sassy move from her. I, I did like that. I, I like when people call each other out, um, especially in Tribal Council. Like, let's not beat around the bush. This is this is fun. Like, we've been playing since before we got on the beach, let's be honest. So uh, I did like that. And to be honest, throughout the Tribal Council, I, I mean, I assume this is the work of production and stuff like that, but it seems like the comments and the statements coming from everyone at Tribal Council is leaning towards getting Josh out. Like, they're all talking about how do you measure strength, trust is important, we haven't seen Claire play, so we don't really know if she sucks or not. But at the very last minute before, you know, they go to vote, Claire asks Heidi, point blank, she goes... The last conversation we had, are you still at that place? And, you know, Heidi goes, yes, I think I am. Which is, you know, obviously coded, and that's what jo uh, Jeff says. He's like, that was clearly a coded message, but you, you think you understand what Heidi said to you, Claire. And Claire confirms, yes, I do. And, you know, they go into vote, and they come back out. And, you know, Jeff's like, all right, I'm going to read the votes. And before you can read the votes... You know, it comes out Claire did play her shot in the dark, which was talked about a little bit. 
Um, but I found it really, I mean, I think a lot more players are u- utilizing their shot in the dark this season, which is interesting, but, um, and I, I kind of was like, you know, I mean, obviously they know more than we do as a viewers. There's a whole lot of, you know, conversations that aren't shown. Um, but from my perspective, I was like, all right, I, I would, I was going to think that like everyone was going to, it was going to be a very close. So why are you playing this? And, you know, once she said that she was playing her shot in the dark, I, you know, understand. I'm like, all right, it's clearly not close. All the votes are going on Claire. Claire is not safe. And like I said, every vote is on Claire. Claire is out. Um, so from that point of view, there's not much more to analyze, but I will say this, um, before I close out this episode or whatever, um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't really remember who, to be honest, like the first couple episodes, you don't really remember who everyone is and everything, but I know at least for this Week and last week, both women went home, which isn't saying a lot. I mean, only four people have gone out. One was a medevac. I don't remember the first one, but um, at least two out of those four have been women, um, which is not a negative. I mean, thing at all is fine. I'm, I'm. I just think it's interesting the dynamics of how things are playing out. Um, so I think that we should, uh, or at least I think that it's interesting con- to consider, you know, in future episodes. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my analysis on this latest episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.